Welcome to the website of the Laurel Heights Church of Christ. We want you to know that these recordings are brought to you by the Laurel Heights Church of Christ, McAllen, Texas. I'm Warren Berkeley. I want you to imagine this scene. You are engaged in conversation with someone, and being alert as a Christian, you discover that you have an opportunity. You are visiting with someone who isn't a Christian, and you are in some way given the cue to tell the good news, or perhaps you bring the subject up. You take the initiative. Now, at least you want to get this person interested in reading the Bible, but you really want them to see, to know something about God's plan of salvation in Christ. And you may only have this single visit, the one opportunity of maybe less than 15 or 20 minutes. An interest is shown. You want to redeem the time. What do you say? I want to recommend one approach for your consideration. I'm not going to suggest this is the only way to proceed. There may be cases with individual people where there is some basis of Bible knowledge and so, you can get right to what the New Testament teaches, but here is one approach you may want to consider, where you take the few minutes you have and you tell the Bible story and conclude with the New Testament instruction about becoming a Christian. And I call this telling the Bible story in 15 or 20 minutes. Now, the idea is not to memorize my words or ask for my notes and just hand those off to someone. Please don't do that. That's not best. This is your guide to organize yourself and prepare yourself for such opportunities as I have brought up. As you read the Bible, write a brief summary paragraph about each major section, and then eventually link those together in sequence and learn them so well that you can commit those paragraphs almost to memory. Then when the opportunity is open, you'll have more confidence to present the gospel to someone, at least to show them there is a plan. There is continuity in the history of God providing salvation for man. I'm going to go through this. The idea is not, may I repeat, for you to write down everything I say, the idea is to see how you can use just a few minutes to introduce non-Christians to God's plan of salvation. This is nowhere near exhaustive Bible knowledge. Details are not reported. The purpose is to take a few minutes to demonstrate there is a story that needs the attention of every human being. Here's what might be said. The Bible begins at the beginning. In the beginning, God created. And the rest of Genesis 1 and 2 is filled with what he created, and it was all good. All through this opening section of Scripture, it says, And God said, God said this, and it happened, and God said that, and it happened. God, as the Creator, holds such almighty power he spoke everything into existence. 
And here is part of that history. I'm reading Genesis 1, 26 and 27. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. A great span of time later, Jesus would say, at the beginning, the creator made male and female. Paul said that when we observe what God made, we can see his everlasting power and deity, and we are therefore without excuse. Romans 1 verse 20. So God created, everything was good, and then something bad happened. Adam and Eve committed sin. God had told them something they shouldn't do, but the devil came in with his deception. Eve was careless, Adam disobeyed, and sin came into reality. One man said, it was Adam's misfortune to go weeping from his paradise home as sin separated him from God. It didn't stop with Adam and Eve. The tragedy of disobeying God hit their home. One of their sons killed his brother. In the events leading to the great flood, even after the flood, in accounts like the Tower of Babel, it became clear the problem is sin, people not respecting God. Through these early sections in the Old Testament, it becomes clear that man is responsible for his sin. Sin was not imposed on man. Sin was not inherited. It was and is a choice. Therefore, man is held accountable. Now, here's the good news. God had a plan all along. God's plan was actually formed in his perfect mind before the world began, it says in the book of Ephesians. It was indicated in his statement after Adam and Eve's sin that the serpent would only bruise the seed of woman. The descendant or seed of woman, Jesus Christ, would be victorious. God would take steps through time that would lead to an ultimate plan to offer forgiveness of sin to any who want it. Part of that plan was to form a nation. From that nation, Christ the Savior would come. Here's part of that story as it is related in Genesis chapter 12. God to Abraham, Genesis chapter 12. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Observe three things. From the offspring of Abraham, God would build a nation. 
he would give that nation a land. And though we do not have a lot of detail here, God would, through that nation, bless all peoples. So God created man. Man sinned. Now we see God's activity, God's sovereign control and work to bring to man a solution to the problem. Now, after Genesis 12, reading from there further, it is all about these promises coming to pass, just as God said. God forms a nation from the offspring of Abraham, and he gives the nation a leader, Moses. Now, in order for there to be a nation and for the nation to remain united and pure, it is essential for there to be law. God gave a set of rules to this nation, a law to keep them together and keep them living right. The law of Moses, it was called. The nation was sometimes called the Hebrews or the Jewish nation or Israelites. Now, here's something very important. God told Moses there would be a prophet to come in the distant future who would be like Moses but would do far greater things, and for all people, not just the Jews. God said this, and Moses told the people, God will send a prophet like me from your own people. We believe God was talking to Moses about Jesus Christ, who would come to save any lost person, Jew or Gentile, based on the activity of faith. So God gives the nation a leader, a law, and then a land. After many years of struggle, travel, sin, and punishment for sin, this nation comes into that land under Joshua, and during the judges' period and the time of Samuel, the same old problem over and over again, sin. God has many opportunities to wipe everybody out and start over, but he is long-suffering, merciful, and steadfast in his purpose to implement his plan for all men. Settled in the land, the people in this great nation look around at other nations, and gradually a very human idea develops. We need to imitate the other nations. Other nations have a king, the Jews said, We need that form of government. God's will was against it, but in his wisdom and foresight and dealing with free moral agents, he let them have a king. First Saul, then David, then Solomon. For a while, it looked like this would be a good thing, but Saul took a turn in his character. David, while a good man in many ways, made a tragic mistake, and Solomon for all his wisdom, proved to be weak and ineffective. So the nation divided. That brings the Bible reader into an extremely complicated period of time. Two nations, one in the north, the other in the south. Two sets of kings to follow, many of them corrupt. Yet, please keep in mind, God is still at work, even in bad times, to bring the events of history to their intended purpose in Christ. Well, things just got worse, and the nation was taken into exile. Think about a people invaded 
and taken from their land into a foreign land to serve the needs of the victor. In Babylonian captivity, God's nation, the Jews, lived for 70 years. You can read about this in 2 Kings with references in Psalms and in some of the books of prophecy. Still, God has every intention to bring to pass his plan to send the Savior. Finally, as reported by Ezra and Nehemiah, the nation returns to their homeland. It was a hard journey, and much hard work was involved rebuilding, and serious efforts were undertaken to restore the right place of God's law in their national life and in their individual lives. Remember, sin got them into captivity. Now back home, obedience to God's law would have to be the centerpiece of their restoration. Next, many years pass without biblical account, 400 years. It is like at the end of Malachi, the curtain falls, but we know now we cannot conclude God was absent in the affairs of men. God made promises that never did die. Even in times when the earthly population just kept digging deeper and deeper into sin. So here's what happened as we come from the Old Testament into the New Testament in Matthew chapter 1. I'm going to read from verse 17 down to verse 25. So all the generations from Abraham to David were 14 generations, and from David to the deportation to Babylon, 14 generations, and from the deportation to Babylon to the Christ, 14 generations. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man, and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not, until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Jesus lived on the earth in perfect harmony with God's will, fulfilling all the promises and prophecies of the king and his kingdom. He died for our sins, arose from the dead, and he gave through his apostles a message called the gospel. These men preached the truth about man's problem 
and God's solution. They said, the problem is sin, but God will forgive sin based on the death of Jesus Christ. When people heard this message, believed in Christ, repented and were baptized, they became Christians and members of the church, the body of Christ, and they gathered together in local collective groups. So today, when people read the Bible with a good and honest heart and see that God is above all, the Bible is his word, Christ is the Son of God, sin is our problem, but God's plan is we can be redeemed by the blood of Christ. When these things are heard and believed, when Christ is confessed as the Son of God, the instructions are, Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized, then live faithfully as a child of God. Now, I have two questions for you. Can you tell this story? Maybe not exactly the same way I told it, but can you learn this story as it unfolds in the Old Testament into the New and then tell somebody this story and pique their interest in God's plan? Can you tell this story? Then the second question is, will you tell this story? There are people you know people you have contact with, people you have opportunity to talk with who need to hear this more than they need to hear anything else. Will you tell them? As you read through the Bible, make a few notes. Learn the sequence of events. Memorize some good summary statements. Put that all together in your mind. Become acquainted with it and learn to tell this story. We can help people with the highest kind of help people need. And God has charged his people with that duty. I hope this will help us prepare to tell the Bible story. Thank you.